to the Character Combine podcast. I am Josh Takimoto, and surprise, surprise, Deb McCollum is not here again, which if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, um, you you knew she wasn't going to be here again because uh, she's been flaky the last few, I would say the last month, but that's okay. Um, the show goes on, and uh, we're bringing in a, <laughs> we're bringing in, sorry everybody, that was the GoPro, we have a GoPro set up right now, and uh it seems fitting because the person that we have today to be the guest co-host is my brother from the same mother, Jordan Takimoto. What's up, man? Yeah, so they say. Yeah, so they say. <laughs> uh, I'm back. You know, uh, I guess nepotism prevails again. Um, I, I do want to point out that I think this Deb thing, it's, you know, this is a podcast for athletes and she's kind of like injury prone player. <laughs> In that after, you know, the, the seventh uh, hammy that they pulled in the season, you just, it's not a matter of uh, if, it's a matter of when. Um, so that's kind of how I um, go. It's like, you know, it's not a matter of when, if Josh calls the bat signal for me. It's a matter of, of when because it seems like Gotham is always kind of burning and you always need me. And my, my, my Robin is never here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it's almost like this, this is a reference for the younger kids. It's almost like um, you guys are in a podcast relationship a committed relationship, but I'm like your entanglement in that, you <laughs> know, very topical. Yeah, exactly. So shout, shout out to Will Smith, uh, Will Smith. you know, he's, he's dabble here with, uh, with me a little bit. And, uh, I, you know, I think we both enjoy this. So I think so. I'm having fun. I feel like, uh, our family enjoyed this too. when they heard the podcast that we did together, I think they had a good time and I heard other people did too. They liked it. Yeah, I haven't got any DMs canceling me, so yeah. that's all we can ask for at this point. <laughs> that's the main thing. We got to stay away from the cancel, the cancel button. So, anyways, uh, like you and I um, did before, we have another bench chatter episode, and uh, this is bench chatter with Jordan Takamoto 2.0. And uh, basically, if you missed the first one, um, we're trying to mix in these bench chatter episodes, where basically the whole idea being since we're in this quarantine. And during this pandemic, everybody's kind of shut down. And in a sense, we're all on a bench. And if you've ever been on a bench, specifically for us who, who played baseball, Deb played softball, the dugout's one of the most fun places to be because it is a slower paced game. So the chatter and the talking and the, the nonsense that happens within a dugout or on the bench is just a lot of fun. And um, a lot, I have a lot of good memories from uh, whether it's a practical joke someone played or just funny conversations that happened. That's basically the whole point of this conversation and this this specific uh, podcast format called bench podcast format called bench chatter is basically like I said we're all on the bench right now. So why don't we why don't we just have a little bit of fun with it and have some goofy conversations? So uh, again, if you're new to this format, we basically just touch on three different random topics and then we present a top five on a specific topic and we'll get to that later. But as far as our, our first three topics, uh, the first one we wanted to talk about was just how the, the baseball season or just the sports season has gone so far. Because I think as of today, it's August 6th, 2020, baseball's going, basketball's going, 
golf's been going for a little while. Um, is that it? Is there some, there might be one other sport that I'm missing. I can't remember. No, you. Know, I mean, the, I think the football the football plans are coming together, right. or, or you know, the idea of a plan is starting to form with with college, and, and you know, I think what we have training camp, hard knock starts up on was it Tuesday the 11th? I think. Who who'd they get this year? Oh, it's so it's L.A. So it's both right. Rams and uh, uh, Chargers. Chargers teams. That's right. That'll be fun. Yeah, you know, I always love a hard knock. I don't know how this year's gonna go, uh, but you know what? It, it should be a good, uh, good time regardless. So right. So so you're right. So that obviously football hasn't started yet, but which is a weird thing because they should be starting at the end of this month, but that that's not gonna be the case this year. Yeah, no, no, definitely not. So that's a, it didn't even hit me, but I think things have been so weird as far as scheduling of everything and things getting thrown off. Where it, usually I, I was thinking back like, oh man, people would be in talks right now of getting their fantasy football drafts, you know, scheduled for a few weeks down the road. And we don't have any of that stuff right now, which is very strange. Right. Yeah. Um, but as far as, ba- like if we're just talking about specifically about baseball, how do you, how do you think it's gone so far? Because I've, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I've, I've enjoyed it too. I think it was established last time that I was a Dodgers fan and between then and now, uh, Mookie Betts signed. So I, I think just the anxiety of losing him in the off season, uh, once that went away, I've been able to uh, enjoy it a lot more. Right. Um, because that was kind of really big thing on my mind. Um, besides all the serious stuff in the world, that was probably um, my number one concern. Um, probably more over friends, family. It was <laughs> sign Mookie. You think he's joking, people? He's not. I'm sure you and you and Michelle Dapper were, were thrilled when that news. I haven't talked to her about that about that uh, signing, but I'm sure she's thrilled about that whole thing. Oh, I can only imagine. And um, you've seen just the benefits of what he can provide. So as a Dodgers fan, um, that's been awesome. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if we're just talking about like the season as a whole, um, I think it's been fun. You know, I was talking. I talked to a few people about the cardboard cutouts. And you have some people that have complained the entire time leading up to the season where it's like, oh, it's going to be stupid with the cutouts or it's not going to feel right or this and that. I don't care because I get to watch baseball, a sport that I love. And to be honest with you, the cardboard cutouts and the noise, when you're actually watching the game, when you're watching the pitcher throw to the batter, I don't even notice the cutouts. It makes it actually feel more real, more so than I thought it would. Now, if you're looking at the cutouts, yeah, you can tell that that person has a, a head two or three times the size of what it should be. Or that's, hey, that happens to be a stuffed bear uh, cut out instead of a human being. But if you're actually watching the game, it actually feels pretty close to normal. And I, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, and, and I don't mind it either. Um, another thing is the, the crowd noise, the artificial crowd noise, that doesn't bother me too much. Especially it's the the white noise in the background. I think it makes it sound real. Right. Um, I was talking to a guy today, and, and he he was complaining kind of about the the chanting or, or that stuff. I, I can you know I get how that's kind of weird, and I know sometimes the um, the timing of kind of different um, I guess sounders that the the audio people will do is right. sometimes off. But uh, no, I, I think it's I think it's fine. You know, I'm just glad we have we have some sort of competition in my life. You know, right. Um, but and and with the the cutouts, I think you know I don't I don't mind them. It just there are bigger things that That's bo- bother me, and uh, I'm not gonna lie. The, there is some sort of sick enjoyment when you have a cutout in the outfield and someone just head gets ripped <laughs> off by by a home run. Um, yeah, and, and you know I think it just if anything it also provides um, an extra layer of maybe fan engagement because um, 
I know I'm going to try and not make this Dodger related every single co- uh, po- uh, comment, but you can't help um, it. I know one of the first games, Will Smith hit a home run in the left field. It, it literally took this kid's head off of the cardboard, and right. you have that fan tweeting at him afterwards. And so it's just a cool interaction, um, especially because I think most of the players will respond and try and get them the ball or, or right. something. So, um, you know, I think when you just kind of look at it glass half full, it, it's, you know, it's not uh, a permanent thing, obviously, but I think. Um, What's the point in complaining about it? That's what you I'm know? saying. I, it's you complain that some people complain that there's no sports to watch, and then you get sports a few sports to watch, and then they complain because of how the game is being played. Just be happy. Right. Be happy that don't don't mess this up for the rest of us. This is this is awesome that we have this, and you know I you have the the whole conversation, and we, we don't want to go too long because we, we did the longest podcast we've ever done oh there's time. people are still listening to <laughs> the first still, one they, yeah they've never they, why did you break this up into like a two-parter but no i mean i think you hear that you have the whole debate and you don't have it i haven't heard it as much now but you did hear it leading into the season as to whether or not would the the champion of this year would it be a legit championship now obviously yeah you, you would put an asterisk next to it next to it to signify that yeah this was a um, modified shortened season but as far as the the championship not being legit I personally don't buy into that simply because everybody is was dealt the same cards right everybody's mm-hmm. dealt the same everybody's supposed to get 60 games obviously at this point uh, a couple teams have <laughs> been paused who's at the Marlins the Cardinals, Cardinals yeah. is there one other or is uh, there just two no I think there's another one right and then obviously the teams that they who they're supposed mm-hmm. to play against but as far as hey you're we're all starting in the same place we've all, all been hit by the same same pandemic I feel like the championship will be legit now again I, I think you put an asterisk next to the 2020 season to, to signify that yeah this is a weird year but as far as who wins I mean I, I think the champions still legit in my opinion yeah, I, I think you know it, it's legit. I do think um, it's going to be interesting to see the the public's opinion uh, of all of that. And I think, as unfair as this might sound, is you know I think there's it, it's going to be a different standard for depending on who wins. So if, if one of the big boys, the, the you know the favorites that they um, kind of projected to be really good wins, then I think people would, would consider it more legit than if you know. Um, say the Marlins, I think where they five and one or, or, right. You know, if they get on, if they go on here and just smoke through the playoffs, I think, um, yes, it's legit. And I, I personally would consider it legit, but, um, I think fans, any championship you have the opposing fans or someone else's fans that will say, Oh, so-and-so was hurt. So is it, you know, I, right. So I think that even more, um, it's going to be exponentially greater. If, like I said, one of those underdog teams that, um, I think it's just going to give people some father to uh, to definitely lessen the impact of the championship. Whereas, like I said, it's not fair double standard, but I think that's just kind of how fans are. If you know the Yankees yeah. win, it's different than the Marlins. If the Dodgers win, it's different than uh, like the, the, the the Padres. The Padres, you know. Right. So, so it's different. Padres have been playing pretty well, though. They have, yeah, yeah which they is, have. was unexpected, but they're I mean, they're supposed to be good in a couple of years, but it seems like right. they're actually playing really well right now. No. Um, yeah, so I, I was definitely shocked by that, especially yeah. <laughs> with, um, I, I think a lot of people expected kind of a more veteran team like the Diamondbacks to kind of come out and, right. and challenge the Dodgers for the division, but um, it couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, right. the, the Diamondbacks look look pretty rough. and It's tough for them. Um, you know, I think the Bumgarner signing, that hasn't paid off yet, so... That's uh, not looking good. No. At all. But, no, I think you're right. I think... Um, 
Yeah, it, it will be, and people are going to complain. Yeah, like you said, people complain every year anyways about who wins or who doesn't win or the call that didn't go their way. It's going to be more so this year. But for me, it's like, well, what can you do? I mean, this is the situation you've been you've been dealt. And in some ways, and I know it's still early, but it does feel like the teams that are playing really well right now, you guys, the Yankees, um, a couple of these other teams, seem so far ahead of everybody else in some ways that it would almost be, to me, shocking if another team did sneak in there. I mean, I think it would have to be like an, because of an injury maybe. And again, baseball is a different sport than, say, basketball, where the, the team with the best players is most likely going to win or they're going to have a huge advantage. Baseball, like you said, you catch, the, you catch a team on the right week or the wrong week, and you can be in a lot of trouble. But it does, right now, it definitely feels like we're heading towards a Dodgers-Yankees, I guess, World Series, if you want to call it that. I don't know. Are they going to call it the World Series still? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I guess uh, I guess they'd still call it yeah. the World Series, but um, that's what it feels like right now. And again, I know I haven't looked at all of the the teams and everything and how they've been playing recently, but based on what I've seen, it seems like those two teams are so far ahead of everybody else that you know it seems like that's how it would go down. But you know. yeah, but you know, I think since the last time we talked, there was the expansion too, to where that first um, that first playoff series is going to be best of three, which that. Um, right, as a, a fan, one of the, the big dogs. I mean, that yeah. that, that terrifies me um, because I mean, we, we saw what happened um, last year with the Nationals. You know, I, I, there's no doubt that the Dodgers had more talent, and I think in a seven game series, uh, it would have been a different outcome. But I think in a five shorter, I think um, you never know what what could happen. So right, that's a you, good point. You really could see, um, like I said, that the I don't. They're not called eight seed in baseball, but you know right. the. The eight, whoever plays, you know, we'll say the eight one. Um, yeah. yeah, you could see there being something where where pitching gets hot or right. You know, yeah, no, that's for sure. That's a that's a good point. Um, because at that point, it's just a regular. It's just a regular series, basically a th- regular three game series, and you see those things get flipped on their heads all the time mm-hmm. where the team that you expect to win not win so i actually forgot about the three game series part of it and that's i feel like that's the most dangerous part for the big dogs mm-hmm. like you said is the three game series but you know we'll see like i'm not gonna lie i'm still i'm actually excited i'm still excited now again i'm a giants fan so right now we're kind of in the middle of the pack i think we're still technically in the playoffs last time i checked i think we're still, we would still make the playoffs but you know that's probably why it's a little bit more exciting for me is because you never know for you guys a team that's uh, just incredible with you know all the talent they have, it would be more nerve wracking for sure. It's like, oh, this is the worst. This is the worst thing that could have happened for us for sure. But if you get through that three game series, then like you said, I think there's a, a massive advantage right for you guys. But yeah. um, we'll see. But I mean, overall, I think just it's just been fun seeing sports. Even you know, um, watching the guys play like play basketball, the NBA mm-hmm. getting you know they had some weird stuff. Like I saw the Lakers had the cheerleaders on the screens on the screens it was like a David Buster's with like all the multiple screens like this is this is very strange but again it's still fun to it's still fun for me to watch like all that stuff I'm not I don't watch golf so I can't say that I'm psyched about play, uh, watching golf that being said I do play fantasy golf on uh, Yahoo's weekly weekly contest and uh, I'm hoping my lack of knowledge helps me it hasn't yet but I try well, one of these days you're gonna you know you're, you're gonna figure it out and you'll get some money definitely I hope so. I hope so. Even if it's a dollar, I'll take a dollar. I've won a dollar in fantasy football before. Right. Dollar gets you what? Value fries and McDonald's. So that's, that, right. that's, a, that's a W. <laughs> it's a W for sure. <laughs> All right. So uh, topic number two, 
I can't think of a name for these first three topics. I, I, it sounds dumb saying, hey, our first three topics. I, yeah. can't, I can't call it a top three, though. You know, you, you could find the ba- uh, like a, a sports reference, you know. Three strikes. First strike. First, I don't know. You need to expand the four for like four downs. First, yeah, I don't know if I want. Yeah, we'll think about it. Yeah. No one cares about this. No, no. They don't care about any of this, but specifically what we're talking about right yeah, now. Yeah, we've lost uh, half half the half listeners at this yep. point. We probably already lost half the people that uh, love Deb. Yeah, De- Deb Hive is uh, lively. I bet <laughs> the, the, the Deb Hive. <laughs> so, question or topic number two. Uh, this one actually you brought to my attention uh, a couple of days ago, and so why don't you go ahead and introduce what this is? Yeah, so I I'm uh, fairly active on Twitter. That's and GoPro uh, we're big GoPro fans. We're big GoPro guys. And so we're trying to do some GoPro stuff. And uh, I think certain words we're saying is triggering the GoPro. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. No, the uh, CBS Sports, I believe it was it was on uh, August 3rd, said uh, sent this tweet out. It was, if you could pick your sports career before it started, which of these would you choose? And it gives four pictures of four different um hypothetical players and their accolades um so so do you want me to go ahead and run run through them so it looks like and it doesn't specify sport um but but it does go kind of through the accolades so option number one is a 15-time all-star a two-time mvp no championships a hall of fame inductee and career earnings of 500 million dollars okay that sounds pretty good option b is a two-time all-star one-time mvp and one championship with career earnings of 55 million. Okay. Uh, option C is uh, no all-stars and no MVPs, but three championships and your career earnings are a hundred million. Okay. And then the last option, option D is a 10 time all-star, no MVPs, one championship, a hall of fame inductee and career earnings of 200 million. Got it. Okay. So that's interesting. It's a, it's interesting when you look at all of those things. What, what's your, what's your choice? What did you come down to? We actually posted this on our um, story today, our Instagram story, and I don't even know if we have anybody. I'll have to take a look at that in a second. But uh, what was your choice out of all those options? You know, I think it, it's hard because I feel like if you think about it too much, you can kind of drive yourself crazy in certain terms of what at what point. I'm overthinking this, obviously, but at what point in the career you're at, um, because, you know, you can have three championships, but does that mean you're starting? So I kind of just went on the premise that you're a main contributor in all the championships, and it's not like the back half of your career where you're, you know, uh, the backup quarterback to a team. Right. Um, And I also think that part of the question depends on what sport we're referring to, Um, because I think you and I have always talked about in terms of player legacy the the championship it means something for a different sports but b different positions right um you know i i think a championship's great for anyone but i think there's a difference between the quarterback versus you know the right fielder you know right. if, if the right fielder has 700 home runs that i mean that that carries a ton of weight versus the quarterback that has kind of those lofty statistics in a way sure right you know, and the same goes, you know, for a football team. I think, uh, for whatever reason, right or wrong, the the quarterback, his his team accomplishments, uh, a lot of times it, it carries more weight in terms of a legacy than say um, a wide receiver, right? You know, because because I don't think what Randy Moss, I don't think he ever won a a championship, 
No, he should have. He should have. I mean, but but I mean, I think you're, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're no. looking at him as what the second best wide receiver of all time, and and so. Yeah. But if you you said that about a quarterback, hey, he has six stats, but he's never won a championship. He's not making what top five quarterbacks of all time. Like I just don't think. I don't know. I mean, because the first person that comes to mind, and this was before. I hate even saying that because we've joked about that before. I hate saying that. <laughs> But I mean, I'm not that much older than you. But, but the first person that comes to mind as far as quarterbacks is like Dan Marino. Right. Crazy stats. Right. Crazy talent. Never won a Super Bowl. Um, and I guess it depends. I mean, you can make the case that he's top five, but you might you might also make the case that he's not, right? Yeah. I mean, I just think traditionally, what just off the top of my head without looking into it, you think like Brady, Montana, um, Manning. Right. Um, I mean, there are, there are a couple other players that just off the top of my head, I'm sure that you probably rank above him um, sure. for, for this exercise. But so that, that's all I'm saying. So, but I think um, for me personally, I think I could eliminate the middle two easily. Um, so that would be option B, the two-time all-star, one-time MVP, one championship, and the three championship. And that's all that person got. I think that that was easy for me to just eliminate them right away. And I think the big thing is you're not being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Right. And you're right. It is weird because I, I feel like option C, which is no all-stars, no MVPs, but three championships and career earnings of a hundred million. That's a weird one. Cause based on what you're saying, you're assuming that that's someone that was a key player, but then it's also weird cause they would have had at least an all-star you would have thought. But, Sounds a lot like a San Francisco giant. I'm going to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think who that would be, but yeah, I guess, I guess, it, I guess it, you're right. I guess that would be more of a baseball player so you could make the case i'm trying to think i don't think that would fit any of the guys that won three titles of the giants because it's not posey because he won an mvp mm-hmm. but he has three rings Crom crawford probably didn't make he had, the he has, first one he's uh, 12 and 14 yeah belt was 12 and 14 man i'm trying to think i don't pop sandoval but he he's made all-star teams though really yeah oh that, that hurts my feelings a little yeah. bit <laughs> <laughs> hey Still three rings. Ask uh, ask Justin Verlander about that. I'm pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Was it Verlander he hit three bombs off of in 2012? You know what? I, I can't remember. I try and block out all those championships. I bet you did. From my I head. may be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure it was Verlander. Um, never mind. I was gonna say something about, about Verlander, but I'm not going to. So yeah, I think um, for me, I think I would go with option D because I don't know why, but that Hall of Fame thing really sticks out to me. I think that would be a cool thing because I do feel like beyond your playing career, that's gonna that does carry a lot of weight. So I mean, a ten-time All-Star, you you're not an MVP, but you do have one championship, but you're also a Hall of Famer, and you made a career earnings of two hundred million. So that's a pretty good pretty good resume. So I think that would be the one I would go with. Uh, I just looked at our Instagram story. No one answered. Well, that's not true. A few people answered. One person said high character combine. One person said, hey, check out my sick beats. And the other person said, um, hello, with a smiley face. So no one answered my question. That's not helpful at all. No, but not Definitely send me them beats, though. Send me them beats. <laughs> Those people, people drive me nuts when they, when they send me that spam stuff. But that's it, right. It, it could it, be worse. We, we've been on Instagram before, it, and it could be worse. It, it can definitely be worse. Absolutely. Check out our social media episode. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I would go with that one. So if you guys are listening to this, reach out to us and let us know which one you would choose. Because I'm, I'm really interested. Um, I think the other one, the two-time All-Star, the one MVP, the one championship is is pretty interesting. But like it's only hundred, it's only fifty-five million, which is 
significantly less than the rest of these options. So yeah, it's pretty interesting. You know, option A almost sounds like a baseball player. Right. That sounds like your boy, Mike Trout. Well, he, he has uh, more than two MVPs, so it's not, not a big deal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love Mike Trout so much. Actually, him and I have the same birthday. Yeah, no, I was gonna. I, I forgot to ask this. So he just had a kid, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Beckham, I believe. Yep. Uh, so, if you combine both of our peaks at baseball, how long until Beckham's better than both of us combined? Uh, what was yesterday's date? Okay, that's that's that, that's kind of what I said. He's yeah. just gonna grow up and just have more, you know, hand-eye coordination skill and just um, just, just better just, all around. Yeah, so. and he's probably just a better person than us as well. So yeah, no, that's you know. Yeah, that's you know that's pretty uh, that's standard. That's that's definitely a, a guarantee. Right, but you're right. No, it does sound like a player like Mike Trout, especially in his current situation where it doesn't seem like things are going too well for the Angels. But um, I feel like a baseball. Yeah, like you said, it's interesting because baseball players. It's just such a different sport. Like I don't. We've talked about this a million times. Especially this is uh, obviously not not me. Make, you know this. I'm not making fun of this particular player because I have a lot of respect for this this player I'm about to mention. So like Clayton Kershaw mm-hmm. has been now obviously there's the the Astros situation, but even prior to that, there's always been that thing hanging over his head about the playoff success. Now with him, if he hadn't been in the playoffs so many times, I wouldn't even hold the playoff thing over his head because he's such a stud. And I feel like with baseball players, you have so little control. Where pitchers probably have the most control over the game, but you know each other the other individual positions have such little control over the entirety of the game it's hard in baseball to hold a lack of championships over a player's head now where that changes a little bit is if they've been to the playoffs multiple times so for example people have talked about mike trout we've talked about this before they want to talk about his lack of playoffs playoff success i think he's been on the playoffs one time it's hard to say that's a lack I, of, that, that was a not to interrupt yeah, but that, that was a wild card game i believe Right. That was a wild card eliminator. So, you know, so it's he's never to... been in like a real uh, five game, at least a five game. Right. Now, that might just be my fandom because he's my favorite player right now. But it's hard to hold that against him because he's only been in there one time. So you could say, well, he's great, this great player. He should show up and show out every time. Baseball is a little bit different. I, I think if you have, uh, you know, that's why David Price, there, he, had, he was having a really rough playoff career, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, you saw David Price in the rotation. It's like, ugh, this might be rough. And that was true up until 2018, right, when they won the World Series and he just dominated. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of goes away. Right. But it's like I said, unless you have a lot of playoff experience, it's hard to hold that over, the lack of success over a baseball player's head. Now, that's why the, the conversation always gets, gets so heated in basketball between who do you take, LeBron or Jordan, because right. they, basketball is a sport where you're playing both offense and defense, and the, all, everything can run through the, your best player. And so it does, you know, the play, the championships in some ways mean a lot more than the stats. And the stats bolster the championships, but the championships, the rings become the main thing. Um, and like you said, with football, really it's only the quarterback that's going to get criticized for a lack of championships if they're considered one of the best. Right, yeah. Um, but back to ba- I mean, basketball, like the first person I thought of was, was Harden. Um, for option a, a. option a you know sure i mean he, he's kind of a perennial all-star i think he's won has he won mvp he's been he's been in the in the running definitely yeah um but he, he's kind of um 
I mean, I, I don't know if you can make the Kershaw comparison, but there is uh, some similarities in whatever they do in the regular season doesn't necessarily translate. Sure. Um, so that's kind of who I thought of. It, it was, like you said, probably Kershaw, Trout, uh, Harden. And, and so I think all that to say is I think I would take that one. Um, you know, part of the downside is um, sometimes the, the MVP things get, gets weird, especially right. when you're you're looking more at like maybe a narrative. Like I've heard that from a lot of NBA you know, especially with pe- basketball. people that are, you know, um, insiders, they say, well, it's become more about the story and they, they, you know, don't want to repeat. So, you know, the argument for LeBron people is LeBron should be, he's the most valuable, um, player. And we can definitely get into the, you know, argument later that that semantics of MVP. Um, we'll save that for next time. Yep. Probably next week when Deb skips again. Yep. Deb's <laughs> definitely not the MVP. I'll tell you that much. Just so everybody knows, I, I enjoy it. When I, when, after we're done recording, I take these clips and I send it to her. And last time I sent her a clip, and she's like, okay, is that what we're doing? Like, yes, that's exactly what we're doing. Every time you're gone, I'm sorry. But that's what's going to happen. And, you know, I, I shouldn't even do, Deb's nothing, has been nothing but nice to me. <laughs> she's point. like, she treats me better than any of uh, your and uh, your wife's friends do. So, um <laughs> I'm sorry, Deb. I do like Deb. We're, I, I'm probably a part of the Deb hive, but just for the podcast, we've got to create this artificial beef between us. Yeah, that's how, that's, if anybody uh, knows podcasts, that's how it works. At some point, you and I will beef. Yeah, no, I'm already texting Deb. We're starting our own podcast, so we're kind of just doing like a, you know, who, Jordan, who, who turns Jordan. on who first? But Jordan, I, I've, <laughs> I've weaseled my way into this relationship as the entanglement. It's like it's like a, an episode of Survivor. Uh, what's the, what's that phrase from Survivor? I don't watch Survivor. I think the tribe has spoken. I think a better comparison. I know I'm I'm going on Deb's turf now. It's like the episode in the office when who is it? Andy, Dwight, and Michael all have a three-way gun at each other in their point. (laughs) That's basically what it is. Yeah, that's true. I think Pam was in that too. Or maybe maybe it was Jim instead of no. I don't know. It's Pam. Because Jim walks in and is like, "Are we gonna leave?" And she's like, "Pointing the guns." That's right. Yeah. That that that's what that's what it is basically. I love The Office. You know, there's a big Office fan too. I found this out last episode. Uh, Coach Horner. That, that that tracks. I mean, yeah. I think Coach Horner. I've never had him, but um, he seems like a pretty pretty funny animated guy. And um, yeah, that makes sense. I can see him in practice, kind of dropping the Michael Squat uh, Michael Scott quote. And uh, I bet you would. That's awesome. And yeah, Coach Horner does listen to this. So um, let me ask. Since this is a side side track, which we're we're known for, but. When you went to Casa, obviously Coach Horner was there because you graduated mm-hmm. you know, just a little, a little while ago. But he, like you said, you didn't have him. I didn't have him. But you knew who Coach Horner was. Yeah, no, de- he's, he's definitely like the mayor of he, Casa. He's a he's a big personality. And I mean that in like the the best way. Right. Right. Like you'll see that guy walking in the quad, like chest pumped out, and he's just you know dapping people up. Right. And he like he really is the mayor. Right. And uh, you know. He, he's definitely he's definitely the guy back there, and that was when he was um, when I was there. He was, I believe, freshman coach. Right. So that he wasn't even the big, the big big dog. I can't imagine what it's like now when he he's the guy right. on campus, <laughs> and you know, and and put on top of that, I think he's had some pretty good seasons lately. Really solid. Where season. he's just smoking dudes. So yeah. um, I can only imagine that his uh, reputation and just his swagger has just just gone through the roof. It's, it's right. probably not even fair. <laughs> Shout out to Coach Horner, man. We love you. All right. So let's move on to the third topic before we get to our top fives. So I'm going to try to explain this the best way I can. So, okay, if you could choose for one game, 
if you could switch bodies, I don't know if anybody um, remembers this TV show from back in the day. I think it was a Disney show, and it was a series of books. I think it was called The Jersey. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Basically, these kids found this this old old school like wool football jersey that their grandparents, one of the kids' grandparents, had. And if you put this jersey on, it would transport you into the body of an NFL player. So they had a series of books where this happened. I think one was with John Elway. One was with, I think, maybe Brett Favre. And they might have done some basketball ones, too. I can't remember. But that being said, if you could switch bodies with a professional athlete, um, maybe we'll do a couple of them. Who would you want to switch? It's kind of a two-parter. Who would you want to switch bodies with to just feel like what that skill set would be like? what that kind of power and what kind of, that kind of speed would be like. Um, who would you want to switch bodies with for one game? Ryan Lochte. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That, that's a joke, kind of. I mean, I'm, I'm a Ryan Lochte huh? supporter. Um, that's not my answer, though. So well, that, that would be a terrible choice because you would you had to do a swim and then you'd be, because for only one game or one match, and then you would be out of his body um, for all of his post-swim activities that get him in trouble. You know what? I didn't think that's that's a that's yeah. a great uh, that's a great spin on that. But no, I'm going to take that back. I'm okay. going to redact that. That was, that was simply for shock value. Ryan Lochte. People are like, who Ryan? Who's Ryan Lochte? <laughs> you know, there's some people out there. who's like, I've never even heard of that dude. Yeah, Google him and you'll remember who Ryan Lochte is. Like, you mean the quarterback from years ago from Bella Vista? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that the that, kid name? Ryan Locke. Ryan Locke. Ryan Locke. That's, that's a deep. That's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. You know, I've been I've been following prep sports for a long time. Yeah. Shout out to Sac State baseball. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, no. So uh, besides Ryan Lochte, so I, I think my thinking is that I want to go with someone that I have no. It's just not in my DNA because, you know, I thought about baseball players. That wouldn't be much fun because I've experienced not obviously not that level, but I've experienced playing the game, pitching, sure. hitting. Um, I think like we established uh, last week, we played baseball. So just throwing a ball is natural to me. So I wouldn't be a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think one name that I thought of immediately because this this position terrifies me and like just thinking about doing their job like it gives me like the chills is like a lockdown cornerback just Ooh, just because they're interesting you know um i don't have a quick twitch bone or muscle in my body yeah or a bone yeah or bone. I, I i don't you know i don't have any of the characteristics of a cornerback sure but i i just think it's such a scary job that if i had the ability of let's say jalen ramsey oh, to cool. be able to lock down a receiver no matter uh who they are that'd be pretty cool and, and so I think that for me, there needed to be a sense of risk that, you know, I could take because I have the ability um, to to do that. So I, I would want a position like that. And that's kind of that position where they say most of our positions, if you screw up, it's it's a first down. It's, sure. you know, a couple yards. If you screw up as cornerback, uh, it's, it's a touchdown. Right. Your last so, line of defense. you know, it's the, the ability to be able to lock down a, a Tyreek Hill and the next week go uh, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins. Sure. I think that would be such a cool feeling because it's it's so far out of my head to you know I couldn't do that when I was a kid I could I've never been able to be a cornerback um, so I think that that was definitely uh, one of the first answers but I'm not gonna go there um, but in the same methodology it's like I want something I've never been able to do never will be able to do so I think I'm gonna take probably the most talented fighter I've ever watched in my life in John Jones oh interesting. I, I want to take I want to take Pete John Jones for one fight, 
Um, That'd be crazy. Because just to have that that power and just the ingenuity behind some of the striking and I think that would be awesome. That'd be pretty cool. That's a good. That's a. I didn't even. I wasn't even thinking MMA. That's a good call. I think a Brock Lesnar would be crazy too. Just right. Of the, I, the I power. Did, I did think Brock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe not, both not necessarily the guys that you want to be spokesmen of the character combine, but incredible fighters. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, you know, I don't know if anyone in the character combine has you know the best light light heavyweight champion ever. So yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> um, you know, but yeah. I, I just think, like I said, I'm not. I'm. I'm conflict averse. I don't, I've never been in a fight. Yeah. I, anyone who knows me knows I'm not going to get in a fight, but just to have the ability to do some of the crazy strikes and just everything, just knowing basically, uh, you're the baddest man on the planet. Right. Um, because I definitely think he could definitely back in his prime more so. And, and I think nowadays it would be definitely more of a competition, but I still would probably bet on him if he weren't to go to heavyweight. I think he's still the number one, one guy. Sure. That makes sense. So that, that's definitely my choice. Just to g- give me a five round fight, um, maybe like the Alexander Gustafson fight. Give, give me John Jones. Um, that that's my guy. Again, yeah. it's so so out of the realm of possibility for me that I think that's the way I'm going to go. <laughs> I like that. That's a good choice. Um, yeah, I was having a tough tough time choosing because I feel like there's some obvious options. Again, me being a baseball fan and loving the game, Mike Trout would be an easy option for me just because. I can't even imagine playing the game at that speed with that kind of power, with that kind of coordination, um, with that kind of skill. I just can't imagine it. So it'd be cool to experience a game, uh, seeing the game through his eyes. I thought basketball, I think LeBron would be another easy choice because to have that much speed, that much power, and that much skill. I, I mean, I can't even imagine, especially at what, he's 6'8". Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I just can't imagine a human being at that size moving that quickly because I think anybody else that you see just on the street that, that is that big, like a, like a normal situation, they're just, I mean, they kind of like lumber around, right? And you think mm-hmm. about how he moves, and it's like, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine what that would even feel like and to be able to just know that you're, oh, I'm bigger than people on the court and I'm faster and I'm stronger and I'm better at this game than, than everybody that I'm playing. It would be a crazy thing. <sighs> You know, this is weird. The, the, I don't know why, but I was trying to pick a person. The first person that came to mind was Aaron Donald. I, I thought about him as well. Yeah, I don't know why. Because I think, again, he's a, a giant human being. And you just watched the film of his highlights. And he's just so quick. And he's being double and triple teamed. And it's like it doesn't even matter. And just to be able to get to a quarterback that quickly. Again, like you said, it's something I've never, I've never played... Um, like full contact football with pads and all that stuff. So just the idea of just being able to do that to someone and just hit them that hard is just crazy to me, especially at that size. So I kind of think Aaron Donald would be my choice. That's a good or JJ Watt, because again, just a freak athlete. It was a couple of years ago. He was catching touchdown passes. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, those are good um, choices. I think one aspect like mentally, um, because I've never, despite, you know, with the exception of me walking, um, someone intentionally walking someone in, in youth baseball, I've never been really disliked as a person. I just don't think it's in my personality. I think there's something to being a villain and then being able to just show the fan. I think that would be something that I would love to experience at one point. So you went, you were at basketball. Like if I were to be James Harden, who in my opinion is probably the most hated NBA star of 
Very polarizing. Yeah, Very polarizing. Sure. So for me to go into another person's territory and drop 40 and beat your favorite team, um, that I think that's part of, you know, how I chose my guys too. So I don't think Jalen Ramsey, if it, you love him, if he's on your team, but if you're opposing fan, um, you kind of hate him and, and you're going to definitely heckle him. Um, but he's going to shut down your number one. And it's, right. it's gotta be so satisfying to be the guy everyone boos and hates on social media. And then you can just kind of ball out and tell him to, right. um, shut up basically. Right. The same, same thing with John Jones for sure. as much hate and some of it probably deserved. Um, it must be nice to just be able to say, Hey, I just, I smoked your guy and right. there's really nothing you can do about it. I feel like Bryce Harper would be in the same same boat because it's just a tr- crazy amount of skill. But for whatever reason, people just don't like him. You get all those boos and again, he's got that attitude too and that hair. I'm not a long hair guy. I would, I've never grown my hair out, but it does look pretty cool when he hits a bomb and just the hair is just flopping around in the wind as he's going around the bases. Right. See, and there's nothing, I, I, I love Bryce Harper, one of my favorite players. And so there's nothing better than when you see the aftermath on Twitter of the video of him saying something to someone that's just been heckling him. Um, cause we've, we've been to those games where you, like you have the one couple guys, um, couple fans that will just key out player the entire game. And then, um, they hit a three run home run to end your, uh, end your, end your night poorly. And it's like, yeah, and if they say something too, like nothing gets me more excited than that, than that trash talk from the player, the athlete awesome. to the fan. Right. Yeah. So that's. I think it's just it's just a it's just kind of a fun question, but you could pretty much pick. There's a ton of people. I mean, obviously, another obvious one would be, would be for me would be Michael Jordan, and that's from a different perspective. If you're talking about like you said, how it would feel for people just to hate you, it's like the opposite for him. Like in his heyday, where people. Like came to the stadium early and were just flocking around him like that he was the reason they showed up to those games that would be a weird thing too to be that loved i think that would probably make me feel uh, very uncomfortable but to be that skilled at something and that like just to be able to be in his mindset too i, I don't even know i'd probably walk away from that being emotionally scarred <laughs> yeah no it's gonna leave you with uh some some problems but i think that person like that is steph i mean to sure. be able to to literally be anyone on the court and just, I mean, make make those that percentage of a three just that much greater when you're right. Steph. I, I think that would be pretty fun. I'm not the biggest basketball guy, but right. um, if I had Steph's like three point percentages, that would be that'd be pretty cool. Right. Well, that's the thing with him too, right? Is that the reason we didn't necessarily think of him first was because he's just a nor- kind of like a normal. He seems to be more normal than everybody else on the court just because of his size. And that's what they've always said about him is that's why I think so many kids love watching him. It's because it makes you feel like, oh, maybe I can do that. Now, I'm sure you go to your uh, pickup basketball game and you have some dude trying to jack up a three from half court. You know, maybe yeah. maybe that's not going to um, be the kind of influence that he wants to have on those guys. But you see all these guys in the NBA that are doing kind of what he's been doing. And, and just you know shooting these long range distances it's pretty crazy but um he, he just seems to have fun when he plays the game too i'm a big steph curry fan mm-hmm. yeah we we don't accept steph curry slander here no we're, no, we're, no. we're steph guys yeah uh yeah no i think i think a guy like bo jackson going back a little ways too that'd be crazy if you just seen how big and strong he was as a baseball player and then a football player it's like oh this is this is very strange yeah i think that'd be cool it would also be cool to be ray lewis when he did his um pre-game you know uh, the hype, hype up, the uh, hype, the yeah. hype uh, dance. That'd be cool. Yeah, I also like to be uh, Jose Batista in that one playoff game where he did that. Uh, oh, the bat, the, the bat, bat flip. flip. Yeah, you and I are both like we're both. Uh, I think it's safe to say we're both diehard baseball guys. Mm-hmm. Um, 
both pitchers both given up our fair share of home runs. I have no problem with bat flips. I've been on the record saying that before. I don't mind the bat flips. I enjoy it. And that was by I've always go on YouTube and watch that bat flip because to me that was one of the coolest bat flips I've ever seen. Yeah, it, it's definitely an all timer for, yeah. for me. Definitely. Jose, I don't know if he still follows us, but Jose Batista was following us on Twitter for a while. And I was all excited. I'm like, hey, Jose Batista followed me. He's like, yeah, me too. And I look, oh, he has the exact amount of followers as he does people he's following. He's just yeah. one of those dudes. You know, nevertheless, though, it's it's an awesome feeling. <laughs> it's and an awesome feeling. Like you, you kind of you kind of feel bad if you're not um, if you're not if he's not following you. It's kind of like people in in sports media who are up there. It's like, yeah, Big Ben hasn't blocked you. You're not really a legit media person. <laughs> That's kind of how it goes. If if you're not you're not great on Twitter, if uh, Jose Batista doesn't follow you. And on that note, we're going to move on to our top five. So today, do you want to tell them what the top five today is? Yeah, sure. And so I, I like last time, I probably took some liberties with this topic, but it's top five childhood, I, I said elementary school playground games. Yep. And so obviously we, we try to keep this, obviously we try to keep this podcast sports related. So I, I'm sure that your top five is all sports, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, no, not, not mainstream, but no, ga- right. games, competitive games where you're physically active. Yes. Right. Yep. That's, that's a good way to put it. So, uh, you want to start first? I'll go. Okay. So I'm going to start with, it's not really in order. I don't think. No, well, kind, I, I, kind of in order. Actually, order. you know what? Let me, let me ask you something real quick. Okay. I had you go first cause I had to get a drink of water. Um, so can you explain just maybe a background of, of, did you play kids within your class? Like, can you explain the breakdown of the elementary school? Because when I did it, there were three classes. Um, there were two, I don't know what we call them, but two, they always call them neighborhood classes where it was kind of um, just the average everyday kid. Right. It sounds derogatory when I say it like that. And then there was the rapid learner kids that were, um, that were deemed um smarter gifted yes <laughs> um i think any of us that were in the neighborhood um just always referred to them as the kids that parents n- didn't love and so that's why they had put them in these these you don't need to put rap you know your kid in raffle learner when they're 12 you know um but so so what was the when you played these games were you playing against them were you playing just within the the come on man you know you know the answer to this i don't think you well, and i are seven years apart i'm seven years older than you i don't think anything changed from when i was going to school correct me if i'm wrong but you didn't play with the you didn't play with the rapid learner kids no no so so here, here here's the issue though that that's true in my life for first through fifth grade yeah but then sixth grade came we got two new teachers and they were good buddies they came from an old school together they came together and I don't know if they went to Blockbuster Video and saw Freedom Riders or Gridiron Gang, but they wanted to they wanted to merge the two groups. And like it was like it was kind of that moment. It's like you guys are new. You don't get how these streets here are run. Like these two these two colors they don't mix. You know it was you know the Bloods the Crips. It was the Jets the Sharks. Like it that's right. like the type of la- reverence we were talking about. So they thought them geniuses thought that it was a uh, good idea to try and get all of us to to hold hands and play together which That's a bad idea yeah so you know like i said our, our our two classes were um kids that were just average you know so half of them yep we probably did eat glue but the other <laughs> half you know they can play some athletics and and the kids in the uh, rapid learner i can't say the same you know a lot of them were the kids that played sports just to look good on college apps yeah um or they played no offense to any of your your listeners that do this, like they did like a cross country thing, which isn't 
it's not, you know, football, basketball, baseball in my, you know, it's, it's, an, it's, it's an athletic competition, but it is a little bit more. It's a different set of skills. Right. Yeah. No, you know, for sure. You, 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 like we talked about with football, you don't want that linebacker smoking some of these kids because they just weren't built for that lifestyle. No. Uh, yeah. So I, I would say this, we had uh, a similar breakdown, which the more you think about it was that some teachers probably should have stepped in like your teachers tried to do. But at that point, the, the. Uh, it was too too much infused into the culture of that school, <laughs> where those those two groups just didn't mix, and I'm I'm imagining that probably wasn't the best culture to set for a school. But um, yeah, I mean it was funny. Like you would sometimes have competitions against the RL students, and what would happen is it was very clear. Okay, we're gonna play soccer. It's us versus you. Oh, but you know what? There's that one. There's the, always the one exception in another class where. For ours, there was one girl that was really, say, take soccer, for example. She was a really good athlete and specifically a really good soccer player, probably one of the best in her in her little class. And so it was amazing. We made always made the one exception for her. It's like, you know what? She's different, though. She's not the same like the rest of you clowns. So she could be on her team. And that's okay. It's like, oh, this is weird how this works. Yeah, no, we had the same experience because we had one girl. I believe she was with us first through fifth in the neighborhood yeah. class, but then she eventually her parents wanted her to go to rapid learner. But so in sixth grade, she was there, but, um, recess time when it came to soccer, I think soccer was the big game between yeah. us. Um, they thought they might have the advantage because they're a little bit more cultured than us. Yeah. Um, they didn't, it was like, we were like the U S women's team. So yeah, some of us might have records. We might have, you know, head a few people, but I hope so. Yeah. We, we might've been, you know, <laughs> smoking people and, uh, and, you know, throwing a little bit too many elbows, but, uh, we definitely dominated because, you know, and, and I, I don't want to say, you know, there's certainly some guys that grew up and went to high school and played, um, lacrosse or, or played kind of those tougher, um, sports where size and physicality matter a little bit more. Right. Um, but the majority, uh, of us would kind of bully them. Like I said, in the classroom, some of them may be eating glue, but when you put, you know, the Ladanian Tomlinson jersey on, I mean... Right. They they were gonna definitely use their physicality, their sure. speed, strength to kind of um, to to beat up on the other team. So that that's why I asked um, because I wasn't sure if some of these games you played with them or or with just other other kids in your class. No man, the ones that I'm gonna mention were just with our class, and I'll say this for, for my for my experience, there was actually some really good athletes on the other side. So it's probably a little bit different than yours. So they were actually really close games. And that was that was tough for us to handle because we had some big bruisers on our side. But it was basically like that scene from the Sandlot where the Sandlot plays the team, you know, wearing the jerseys and the they have the better equipment and all that stuff. That's basically basically what it was like. But yeah, no, it was uh that was a fun part, a fun memory. But we didn't have anybody that crossed over like you. Yeah, I think we had we uh, like I had two friends that that did it, a guy and a girl, um, and it was both about fourth, fifth, sixth grade. Um, but again, when it came to, you know, they were fine academically, they wanted that more, more of a challenge, but sure. when it came to sports, they knew, you know, they knew where home was and, and they definitely <laughs> let their, their peers know it. Right. So that being said, uh, education first, if you, <laughs> if you can be a rapper, not, learner. not too early, let, let the kids be kids, you know, or they, they will, education. they will have physical star scar, you know, and, and part of me feels contradictory myself because I did become, you know, the honors kid and, and AP kid, but at that age, you know. Um, when, when you really don't have a choice as a child, hey, let, let the kids be, they don't need to take Spanish in right. third grade just sure. to get ahead because eventually they either burn out or 
a lot of those neighborhood kids, the high end, or even, you know, the average neighborhood kids, if they work hard, they, it evens out eventually, to be honest. Right. And let's be very honest. You should have been in RL. <laughs> yeah. But again, my parents love me. So <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> All right. So for our top five playground, playground games, I'm going to go with, for the first one, you know, I'm going to go simple. I'm just going to go simple with this first one, football. So like you and I were talking before the show, the games that you play were kind of seasonal and so it really just depended, you know, like I remember when it was baseball season in the spring, it, we played a lot of kickball because you were playing baseball and it was the closest thing to it. So you play that stuff, right? So during the fall and leading into winter, you play a lot, we'd play a lot of, a lot of football and, uh, and that was always really fun. Like I just really enjoyed that. Um, I remember people would try would try to get away with tackling someone. They'd play up on, on the hill that our school was at where there was half the field was not super visible. <laughs> And so, you know, you had some dirtier plays on that side of it. But I just remember, like, the trash talk and the taunting in those games were, uh, were awesome. I just remember one kid running down the field just yelling, Juki Fruit, Juki Fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it stuck out to me, but he just on a breakaway. But, again, it was just uh, – I just always enjoyed just playing football during recess. Like, it was always a lot of fun when we played. No, yeah, I, I had the same experience with um... – hiding tackling from the the right. yard duties right. i mean you you would you would strategically find the place where the the yard duties could not see you right or you would have like a lookout maybe and hey, hey your job you can't catch the ball so you're look you're looking out if they start coming this way we gotta play tackle it's like why are you all bloody oh he I touched tripped. he touched me too too hard i don't know <laughs> right? um but yeah that that um back to what i was saying that was not an rl neighborhood um that wasn't a competition they wanted any part in because no. we, we had the guys that would just be um, rocking five days a week NFL jerseys. So right. I know one kid, um, his, actually his dad came to lunch quite quite often and would um, check the ball with us. And so he's a cool guy. Yeah. Shout out to Calderones, you know, hey, my, hey. probably my best friend in the first grade. Yeah. And so his dad would come by and we'd throw the ball around, but he was always rocking the LaDainian Tomlinson jersey right. back then. And uh, if you know, you know, if, uh, someone's rocking that jersey they have some wheels and they can juke and and this guy could juke and you know you had some other kids that would rock uh i think that that was probably like the raiders randy moss so you had a couple kids right. ra- rocking that and it was a big jersey for a lot of kids and uh so it was a big deal for a lot of them to play play some football well like you said those you knew those kids were serious about sports because they didn't own a t-shirt they owned jerseys right exactly yeah and um i also i also want to shout out the teachers that had um a good bin of balls because yeah. some teacher you that's the first thing you check when you walk in the classroom it's like point. okay there's the ball bin. oh they have a jump rope and a, a, a half a half a basketball right whereas there are teachers that had two red balls that were um pumped up and a the football that were a little bit bigger right exactly and a basketball and so a basketball. we shout out to those teachers you know it was about 50 50 well, some of those teachers have these buckets. It's usually the RL kids too. They had like the buckets where you look in there and it's like, oh, let's say you have a bunch of half-eaten pancakes. All these things are flat. Right. It's like, sweet, you guys have Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I mean, <laughs> we, we don't need those. We, we need some balls or... Um, I'm not chasing Pokemon. Yeah. But you know you know the kids are, are legit football lifers if they bring their own football. Right. Like they're carrying the rock around... <laughs> You, you you have the other kids like doing yeah. the, uh, was it the fumble test where they try and slap it out of uh, their hands just to make sure they right. that's what they're doing all day. And yeah. it comes a problem for the teachers, but I mean. It's like, is that eye black? What, give me eye black here. Yeah, exactly. Give but the guy's quarterback wearing the towel. 
Right, exactly. He has like the little wrist thing that he's checking plays. So, plays. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. So for me, uh, my my number five, I'll say football. Just a simple one. It's a, a regular game, but I do remember enjoying playing that on the on the schoolyard. What do you got? Okay, yeah, I I actually didn't um, order these, so I'm just gonna start on my list from the bottom. Cool. So I, I took a little bit of liberties and included some games we played in PE. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. So one of these games, uh, it was called Cannonball. Okay, that sounds familiar. I'm not. You you basically went up on the, on the soccer field and they had a line in half and you would basically get uh, I believe they were volleyballs yeah and you would try and punt them over basically what we would know as the end zone so you oh, you would have okay, a line yeah. of defense sure. where you know you would try and maybe find a soft spot in defense try and punt the ball over and you had basically the whole team you could either be all punters all goal goalies do whatever but um, you know we try to kind of go bombs away and uh, that's a good game good game. So yeah, that that was always fun one. Um, like I said, I'm, I've never been maybe a, a great kicker, but it was always nice to be able to uh, switch between offense, defense, try and find a soft spot in the uh, in the defense, and um, definitely it was definitely one of the ones that we look forward to as a PE class. Sure, um, that 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 was always fun to us. I like it, cannonball. Uh, the next one, next one I'm gonna go with also. Like when I was going to school, this was a definitely a PE game, but I remember them allowing us to play this during recess because they had the field set up for this game. It was Capture the Flag. And I actually think, was it Capture the Flag or Capture the Chicken? No, Capture the Rings mm -hmm. at our school. So they'd have, it was a little bit different. I think they had three hula hoops that were safe zones at each end of the field. And then they had cones with these like rubber donut type things. And uh, that was always cool. I, I really loved that game. I wasn't the fastest, so that part kind of sucked. But I had to get a little creative with how I how I juked people out. But um, capture the flag was always a fun one for me. Yeah, that's actually my fourth one too. Oh, so nice. um, that one it really is so much. There's so much chaos going on. Right. Um, it was definitely something that the PT teacher was like, "Let's just get these kids running," <laughs> because that's basically what they're doing. They're, like you move. said, it there's there's two corners of where you're he called it the bank because you yes, get the, the rings bank. send it back to the bank and the winner i think he probably had like five rings on each side yeah you have to get all 10 or whoever had the most at the end of the period right basically and you could throw the rings once you get on your own side i mean the the side's cut in half to where if if you're on your own side you can't get pulled you can do the pulling right but could you throw could you like when you were trying to run it back to your own side could you throw the rings to your teammate uh again if you cross i think if you cross the middle line and you were back on your own side, I believe. Okay, interesting. I might be thinking of something. Maybe I was thinking in middle school. We played capture the chicken, and there was one where it's like if you were about to get tagged, like rugby style. You're just you're you're running. You don't want to get tackled. So then it's you. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because I think if you got if you got it pulled, basically, if I remember correctly, if you got your flag pulled when you had possession of the chicken or the ring, then you were captured and the ring went back. Also, if you try to throw it and that chicken or ring hit the ground then they, you had to take the chicken back so you weren't necessarily out but the chicken or the ring had to go back and it didn't count and so i'm wondering i can't remember which if that was in elementary school or middle school but that wasn't that for got, us that got wild too because it was a lot of you're throwing it pitching it got crazy oh yeah i bet um one, one other thing about this is you also had the jail segment so if you got tat or pulled um your flag pulled then you would go to jail and so I think this is when 
you know how it's kind of uh, people have been online social media saying it's more than a game. Yeah, that's when capture the flag was the only um, sport or competition that became more than a game, because when you have the opposite sex out there, especially fifth sixth grade. Uh, one of the rules is you had to grab the person by the hand and walk them to the other side. <laughs> That's right. So I, I don't know about, about you, but like it, it was very evident. You knew someone had a crush on you when um, you had the kid that was a lot faster, a lot had a lot more jukes. But why is this girl trying to grab my hand to take me over? Like it, as a strategy, I was kind of disappointed. But as a, as a young man growing up, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Because I, like like yeah. I said, it. You, if you have, say, PE in the morning, right. you had those future TMZ reporters who are like talking and spraying that rumor out to everyone throughout the day that, hey, Jordan and uh, Jane are, right. are, are, are dating now. So, uh, you know, right. you get saved one time by uh, little Sally and then it's like, oh, I guess we're dating. I don't know. So it got right. very weird and <laughs> it became bigger than the game. There were social uh, waves that would happen in that game that um, made it bigger than the game. It was more than a sport. Sure. For that one. Well, and then in that situation, especially in elementary school, you guys were a full-on couple at lunchtime and then probably broken up by the end of the school day. So yeah, exactly. There was a real roller coaster of emotions happening on the on the schoolyard. And it all yeah. starts with capture the capture the ring. Right. It was basically like what's going to happen with you and Deb. It's yeah. like, so, you know, <laughs> you guys last like a year in the pocket and you just like kind of left. So you didn't even yeah. make it a year and that, that's kind of what, what's going to be like. So yeah. Sorry, Deb. Deb, you're like the elementary school relationship. Sorry. <laughs> She's going to hate this episode. <laughs> I know. I shouldn't talk this much smack. I didn't realize she's the one that do, does the character combine Friday, uh, Friday Crydays. So yep. um, I know she does those herself, and she could definitely uh, take my lunch money. Oh, she could beat both of us up. Yeah. So but that's, why, that's why we podcast, because we can get all that out here and, and hope she doesn't hear it until it's too late. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so thank goodness for uh, you know social distancing, because she right. can't get to me. That's right. Stay back. Shout out to Corona. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, that's a that's that's funny. That's a those were good games. I do enjoy capture the flag. So that was that was mine, huh? I, I think we both did yours. Uh, we both did it. Okay, so perfect. I don't know if you want us to go again or. All right, I can I'll go, go again then. So uh, okay, I want to bring something else up too. I don't have this game on here, but when we played dodgeball in elementary school, you remember playing dodgeball in elementary school? That's actually my number one. Oh, okay. Well, let's save it. Okay, we'll save that, and then we'll get to that one. Because I do have a thought about that. My number three is knockout. Did you ever play knockout? The basketball game? Okay, yeah. I I, I wouldn't I, I guess I wouldn't think of that as a as a game, but that's definitely um that's yep. a good thought. We played that a lot out there. And that was always fun. Now I will say this, as someone who is not great at basketball and who was not fast, I did appreciate when they set the precedent at the beginning of the game saying, Hey, no knocking. <laughs> no knocking the ball. Uh during this round because again uh if anybody hasn't played knockout before basically you line up at the free throw line uh that you have two basketballs the first person shoots the second person shoots right after they shoot the free throw now if the first person if the first person makes it then they pass it to the next person in line and if they miss it they have to keep shooting the ball until they make it right now if the person the person with the second basketball makes the shot before the first person shoots it then that eliminates the first person. So say first person shoots it and it hits the rim and shoots off to the side. Second person hits their free throw. The first person is eliminated. And they basically just keep going until there's you know one person left. And part of the rule is if you um, say you're the first person that shot the basketball, 
the second person misses the basketball, misses the shot as well, they could take their basketball and hit the other person's basketball away from them to give themselves more of a shot. And then if you do that, so say the first person gets their, uh, makes their shot and they pass it to the third person in line, and that second person is still trying to make it, you can, you know, that's how they, it's, it, I don't know if that makes any sense to people. Mm-hmm. If you're a basketball player, you probably know what knockout is, but I always enjoyed knockout. Like, again, I wasn't great at it, but it was fun because there was like a constant urgency that's happening during knockout. And like I said, uh, it was rough because our particular playground had a bit of a slant to it. So if you hit it in a certain direction, that ball is basically gone and you're basically eliminated. Your only hope is that it hits some kid. A yard duty kicks it back. Yeah, a yard duty kicks it back, or it hits a kid and it bounces back to you. That's really your only only chance. But otherwise, uh, if your ball gets knocked away, you're done. But yeah, I always enjoy that. Okay, yeah. See, I always have just in general horror stories with basketball. Um, <laughs> just in general, like what I there's you always shoot uh, threes for captains, and I, I maybe got captain once just because I wasn't a good shooter or basketball sure. in general, and I actually got first pick, and I picked someone, and you could see them roll their eyes. <laughs> Uh, and then and then we start getting to the game where the second team picked, but oh, they just happened to pick a guy or a girl that had a package deal, so they got two two players for one. And oh, the package deal, we, right? We talk about the package deal. It's like oh, me and me and this dude are package. What? Isn't they, see they were really ahead of the game, weren't they? Yeah. So so like they basically did uh, uh, was it the big three, the LeBron, Chris Bosh. They basically did that, and my yeah. team was lesser. Um, so we start playing, and you you know it's it's the discrepancy in talent. But then my number one pick is like the eye roll came back and it's like, I don't want to play anymore. I'm going to go do something else. Oh, that's the worst. So I, I lose my number one. I'm not a good player at all. Um, I'm taking my talents to kickball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Problem is about five minutes later, she comes back and it's like, I want to play on the other team. So now it's like seven on three. I, I already had a talent uh, discrepancy before and now I'm, I'm just down, man. And it, it never really... Um, I'm still haunted by that, and I do have psychological scars from someone not wanting to be on my team. Was her name Antonio Brown? Yeah, it could have been. Could have been. <laughs> could have been. Antonio Brown? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. They, they understood the, the player empowerment uh, mentality way, way back before that became a thing. Right, exactly. And uh, yeah, didn't really understand the, the, the honor code of the game. But that's all right. It's all right. The, the rules on the playground are just a little bit different. So okay, anyways, that, that's mine. That's a good segue. Because um, my next one... I, I wasn't sure whether I wanted to do tetherball or foursquare. And I went with foursquare, um, and I didn't go tetherball because I don't know about you, but somewhere along the way, some, you know, there was someone who created these rules for tetherball that were just nonsensical. And I don't know where they came from, but kids start playing by these rules. So it's like, I'm calling a, uh, you know, a, I don't know. Black, a, cher- a cherry bomb. Yeah, black magic cherry bomb. And it's like, what does that mean? It's like, oh, I get the eye gouge you three times and then throw the ball and you can't touch it for four things around. It's like, wait, so we can just call it, like, what's the point of the game? They always make up these weird, like, old school, like, some le- legend rules that came from 20 years past. And it's like, okay, well, this isn't fun. You're, you're you know, 200 pounds as a kid and now you eye gouge me four times and throw the ball around and, and it's basically game over. So. Right. That, that's kind of, it's definitely a Bush League game because kids will just make up whatever rules, you know. Yep. You're absolutely right. I have that down as my least favorite game. Tetherball's trash. Yeah. I don't know what the point of the tetherball is. I don't like it. And I've never have. And anytime people, are, my friends are like, let's play tetherball. I'm like, why? Why are we playing tetherball? And like you said, they do have just, just nonsense rules. Like, hey, you know. 
It's yeah, just, it, kick him in the nuts three times and then, yeah. you know, you have to turn around and like, what? It's a no. Simon Cowell tornado. Like, that doesn't even make any sense. That's not <laughs> relevant, man. Like, I get you watched American Idol last night, but we can't just, we got to play by, you know, we don't have to go by official rule books, but we got to have some semblance of, you know, not not just anarchy. Like, like sometimes it gets in the, in the circle. Yeah. No, uh, I don't even know why they have tetherball uh, poles there because I, I hate tetherball. Never liked it and never will. No, it's trash. So I went with Foursquare because unlike tetherball, I think it's one of the one sports where size, athleticism doesn't matter as much. I mean, I, I think know, yeah. it, it's a little bit more of a technique base to where anyone, any size can get really good. Again, you have an issue of kids making up the rules and that, you know, somehow the black cherry magic bomb comes back and they make up rules but right um i i do think it was great and it was a it was a formative game in my life because i think later in life maybe 20 years no what 15 years 10 10 years later we graduated the spike ball which is our, our kind of our game spike ball um, awesome i don't want to say we were kind of ogs for the sacramento area but it's i don't like pioneers yeah pioneers is definitely apt it's an apt description because i don't know anyone that was doing it before you and I at least. So um, I, I, I do got to respect the, the formative years of, of Foursquare and that led me to um, Spikeball. So sure. sh- shout out to Foursquare being kind of the, the gateway drug into Spikeball. Absolutely. I love Spikeball. I don't know how you feel. I think we've talked about this before, but if anybody doesn't know what Spikeball is, it's it's a combination of volleyball and Foursquare. I would just look it up and you'll see how much, how much fun it can be. But it's weird because when I start seeing, even now, when I see people playing spike ball, they don't, I don't feel like they play at the same intensity that we do. No, I, I, def- that? I definitely think it's like, oh, you guys, it's, it's like, it's cool. I'm glad we're growing the sport because we are the Orangeville, Sacramento influencers. Um, <laughs> but it does look very JV. I don't want to sound arrogant. And, you know, I'm sure there are people that look at us and it's like, those guys aren't that good. But I know that for a fact, um, yeah. we're, we're definitely varsity with most people. Right. Now, he, he means that, and I believe, I think we're varsity. Now, we've also been to a regional spike ball tournament, and when he says varsity, he means varsity high school, and those guys are definitely D1 professional spike ball players because we saw stuff they were doing. It's wild. Yeah, they're, they're IMG Academy kids. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> they, like, they're, they're, that's, their, that's their passion. That's what they were put on earth to do. Is they're to, somehow to, getting paid for it. I don't know how. I, I have no clue. But yeah, that's that's wild. And they're complaining about stuff. I'm like, that seemed clean to me. And they're just like, no, this is how you do it. According to code 5.035. Like, oh, he knows the rule book too. Don't know that. Right. Yeah. No, anyone that's that's competitive, yeah. you know, um, it, it, it gets pretty insane. Yep. So I like that one. It's good. I'm going to go with number four is ball wall with a tennis ball. Did you ever play that? No. Okay. I don't even think we had tennis ball on campus. Okay, we had a few tennis balls. We also had these, a couple of the teachers, uh, one of my favorite teachers ever, Mrs. Scholl, uh, now known as Mrs. Dobernick, one of the, one of the best teachers I've ever had. Uh, she had this um, like big stick, and it was attached to like one of those Alhambra water tanks, and it was screwed into it, so it was like this big like boom type bat. <laughs> Oh, okay. Kind of like those like toy bats that they have. And so sometimes we would play baseball with that. That was pretty cool. So that, like, you would toss the tennis ball and then hit it with this like gigantic water water container bat. It was pretty cool. So yeah, we did actually have some tennis balls on campus when I was there. But basically you had the wall balls at the school we went to. And 
the idea of the game is you would throw the ball at the wall and you'd have a bunch of people there. Throw the ball at the wall and you're supposed to hit the, hit the wall without it bouncing and then the ball would bounce back and it would take one bounce and then someone else would grab it and then throw it. And if you threw the ball and it didn't bounce and someone caught it, then everybody had to run to the wall and touch it before. Now there's two ways you can play. There's the way that um, is good for elementary schools and then there's the fun way. So the, the, good, the elementary school way is that you throw the ball at the wall and if it um, hits the wall before someone touches the wall, then everybody who didn't touch the wall before the ball hit it is out. The fun way to play is someone catches the ball on the fly, everybody runs the wall, and if someone hits you with the ball first, then you're out. That's the way you want to play. Now, again, I understand why schools don't want that to be the case, but as someone who played baseball, you have a distinct advantage over everybody else because if you're one of the ones who catches the ball, you're probably going to be a little bit more accurate and you're probably going to be able to throw the ball a little bit harder than everybody else at that point. So for me, that was a lot of fun. Again, that was one of those, like, if you know that's the school we went to, there's the wall ball and there's two sides of the wall ball. That version had to be played on the side that was on the opposite side of the school building so that you could not see what was going on. <laughs> you yes, can't, really, you yeah. can't really chuck balls at people. No, but you're an adults are that's frowned upon in front of adults. Yard duties do not like that. When little when little Sammy comes to the yard duty with a black eye in the shape of a Wilson tennis ball, not thrilled. I'll tell you what. That's why guys like you and I aren't yard duties because um, right. kind of be anything goes. It you know pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. It's like you're gonna turn your head on a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and I I just don't think kids are built that way anymore. I, I don't no, want to sound too not. old, but. Um, Parents wouldn't be pleased with us. There's a couple. Of, yeah, we 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 don't get. <clears throat> excuse me. Jeez, that was rough. Da, 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 I really stuttered there. There's a couple of games that we played back in the day that uh, we definitely can't talk about. That were definitely rough and not um, not made for today's today's youth or today's um, climate. climate I, yeah. I feel like I feel like we don't need to say anything. Those who know. Those who know. Those who know know. know. <laughs> and. Uh, and we'll move on from there. Yeah, we're going to move on. Um, my, I think, what, I'm on my fourth, or yeah, my fourth one is kickball. Okay, that's my number one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love kickball. I, and I think it's it's the closest thing to baseball you could get, right. you know. And um, I think the downside, because all of these, like, I could come up with, you know, I could be contrarian and, and find ways to pick at that game. The one thing is there's nothing worse than when a kid doesn't know uh, baseball or kickball rules right and they're not tagging up that would or, or we get into oh. force tag um what's a force what's a tag and there's nothing worse than that because it does kind of create some some chaos and it definitely hurts some feelings and um but but other than that it's just such a fun game especially did, did you play a game where you throw it at the people's legs <laughs> because that was somehow allowed like the yard dudes right. would be fine with that but you, like you said a tennis ball to the head something's wrong with that i don't i don't understand the difference I imagine it's because of the ball size. <laughs> it's harder to... Because we use those big... The best kickball games were with the smaller red ones. Right, yeah. Because they fly better, a little more compact. The ones that the teachers preferred us to use was the yellow ball that was bigger and bouncier. And those, it's just it's harder to throw a ball that hard. So I imagine that that was part of why they allowed it to happen. It's like, this ball can't hurt that much. Now, that being said, in elementary school, you do have some kids that are pretty tiny. That was never us. We've always... All of us in our family have always been taller. And so it was never an issue for us. But 
you had some people that are pretty tiny. And so if you're throwing at uh, Johnny's, uh, this other kid, Johnny. Well, Jimmy. Right. If you're, well, if you're throwing at Johnny's, you know, uh, hip, it's actually little Jimmy's face, you know. And so you got to be careful <laughs> because there's a, some big size uh, size discrepancies. And if you, you know, you got to get used to that. You know, you're not just throwing at everybody's legs. Some person's leg is actually the size of, like I said, little Jimmy's face. Right. It's like that uh, White Goodman, that scene in uh, Dodgeball, Dodgeball. when uh, he's like, oh, how, how can you, you know, we're sweating out here. Like, I can't hold on the ball. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's basically what turned into you when you drilled Jimmy in the face. Sure. You know, the ball just gets away from you, a la, you know, Joe Kelly. It right. just got <laughs> Yeah, very topical. No, you know what's funny? And this was gone, I think, by the time you guys went to the school. But the kickball court used to actually be right, basically right in the middle of the playground. And so it was on the cement. Well, that's just bad. That's bad planning. Yeah, they had, they had a chalk, not a chalk, a painted diamond on the cement. So it was between the ball wall and the basketball court. So it was like right at the like second base was right at the edge of the grass, but the the majority of the I mean the entire infield was on cement. So the game got a little bit rougher then when you would throw the ball at someone and if it took their legs out, <laughs> they're not hitting the dirt, they're hitting cement. And they're getting a lot of road rash. And it was not pleasant. So luckily they built some some uh, baseball and softball fields. So that made the game a little bit safer. But uh, yeah, I remember when I first started going there, it was brutal. You didn't want to get hit by a ball. No. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, I had another thought about kickball too. I don't know. I can't remember. Go ahead. Okay. So I think my, my last one is that are we done? I think so. I went through mine. Okay. Uh, a dodgeball. Dog like baseball. I said, naturally, like inherently, I'm a thrower. So that, that was the game right. I, I excelled at. Um, Let me ask you this. There's n- nothing like chucking a ball at a, at a kid. Um, right. And I, I, it was a PE game. Um, and we kind of maybe third or fourth grade when the teacher would, he would line us up and pick and he would just alternate people. So we start getting pretty smart with how, and we would kind of see where he's at and we would kind of alternate ourselves positioned in the line. Yeah. Um, so that we could kind of stack the teams and it worked for like the first couple of times. Then he started getting smart to, uh, right. Noticing us. But, um, you always had that one kid that would mess it up though. They thought they were in the right position. Yeah. I was like, Oh no, I counted wrong. Yeah. They, they like, they got stuck in another team. Yeah. They like tie their shoe and they get skipped over and they just met, <laughs> mess it up for everyone. Yeah. Now let me ask you a question. Cause I, I, I didn't put dodgeball on there, but I, I did want to talk about dodgeball. Cause I love, I don't even know why I didn't put dodgeball on there. Cause I guess we didn't play it that much during recess. It was only PE for us. Um, but I love dodgeball. I still love playing dodgeball. But the weird thing about when I was in elementary school, when we played dodgeball, and I don't know if this is the same for you, we played in a circle which is a horrible idea. So you did, you played the, the normal way. Yeah, we, we, we played, I think our favorite was Dr. Dodgeball. So we played two halves uh, right. of a rectangle and then uh, one person was designated as the doctor who once you got hit, you would kneel and if they tapped you with a, uh, a pool noodle, right. you would be you'd be survived. And right. But as soon as the doctor is out, then it's like one life, you, you, you're dead, you're dead. So. That, is, that is a fun way to play. I, do, I did enjoy that. But so we played the main way we played dodgeball was in a circle a big circle and so I, i'm trying to i couldn't even tell you how uh, you know basically if you had a class of 30 you had everybody on the perimeter and you had people in the middle now again the more i thought about this back then it seemed normal it wasn't until i saw the movie dodgeball that i realized oh this is normally played two sides and they're throwing at each other which makes more sense the problem with the circle is the people in the middle couldn't catch the ball Okay. Right. And 
you have people on all sides of you. So if, say you and I are on the opposite ends and I throw a ball and I miss the person or miss someone, you're catching the ball and you're throwing at it. So you can't, look, we don't have eyes in the back of our head, right? So you can't see who's throwing behind you. So there's a lot of kids that would just get drilled in the back, get drilled in the back of the head, just not even see it coming. Or they would turn as the ball was coming and hit him in the face. Like it was it was a wild way to play dodgeball. But for, for some reason, that's how we played dodgeball back then. And again, I really didn't have any concept that dodgeball was played with two teams throwing at each other until I saw the movie Dodgeball. Very dangerous way to play dodgeball. No, that's that's wild. And I, I if medical uh, professionals are listening out there, might want to check on those kids who are now, what, 32-ish? Sure. And just maybe see if they have CTE. Because right. that's what it, so- it sounds like. Um, I, I, I've kind of watched that movie, Concussion. It sounds like, you know, they may have oh, some, yeah. of, some of them symptoms. It's, it was definitely dangerous. And I, I was thinking about that as I was preparing this list. I'm like, why in the world would you play dodgeball that way? It's a terrible way. It, it, it makes no sense. <laughs> That's how we played. And you just see the ball and you realize, even if I miss, you know, little Tony's on the other side and little Tony is a cannon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and again, you're just hitting unsuspecting people. It's brutal. Now, it's funny thinking back to it now, but not the best way to play dodgeball, I don't think. No, but you know, um, I think a lot of people now, I don't think they can play it. So I think they would take that, that um, style any day, but yeah, I always enjoy watching the pro bowl, uh, when they, when they play dodgeball, cause you're playing a different level of dodgeball. Cause those guys are really slinging that ball. And I, I think even more importantly than this, the throwing is I think the catching is pretty, it's pretty impressive. I, I've never been a catch guy, so I, I, yeah. I have no hands, so I can't catch, um, the dodgeball, you know. Uh, I was just the thrower, so but I'm always impressed by you know you know the catching. Yeah, uh, there was a uh, when I was older, there was a dodgeball tournament that I was a part of, and uh, I remember there was a, a guy that was on our team. His name was Sean, and uh, there was this moment where he was the only person left on the court, and the other team had out of five guys, I think they had four guys left. All, and the other side, they were all like, really good, good high school level athletes. And, uh, and they were they were older upperclassmen, correct? Upperclassmen, they were, they yeah. Were, yeah. And so, uh, you know, he was dodging it. He caught one and eliminated eliminated one guy. And so, oh, I'm sorry, he he just kept dodging it and uh, he eliminated one guy by throwing it. And so everybody around was watching. The the crowd was getting hyped and they're like, "Go, Sean, go, Sean!" And so he was starting to feel himself. And he was kind of dancing around. And I remember all of a sudden he just got drilled by three balls, <laughs> <laughs> just crumpled in the corner. Pa 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 pa. And it's like, ooh. That was brutal. Like all the cheering just stopped, and everybody's like, "Ooh, hope he's okay," because he got hit hard. And I think I don't want to put words into your mouth or change your story, but I believe you've told me that story before. And I believe what comes after is also equally as frustrating because he changed kind of the ending of the the, the game to where he's like, "You see how I just smoked all those guys?" It's like, "No, we saw how they smoked yeah. you a, a three on one onslaught." And yeah, but somehow it. it the, the narrative changes in his mind that he became the hero. Yeah. He caught seven balls at, at the time at yeah. a time. And, and, you know, it, he, he lost by technicality. Right. And we're just going to chocolate it up to the fact that he got drilled by uh, three people with cannons. Again, CTE. CTE. You know? That's what it was. <laughs> so cool. Um, but you, you did, you kind of sprung, uh, uh, another question on me prior to us recording in my least favorite, you told your least favorite. So I think I, Tetherball. I'm, I'm going to get on my soapbox and issue a PSA again. Sec- second week in a row, PSA. All right, let's have it. Um, I would never say someone is beneath me or I'm better than someone. But he's about to. Yep, I'm about to. <laughs> it, if you 
force your child or a group of children at a young age to play duck, duck, goose. I'm not saying I'm better than you, but I'm better than you. I suspect you're the person that a couple years ago would eat Tide Pods. And if I see you as an adult, put a kid through that, I'm going to call CPS on you because that's, that's child abuse. And it's literally the dumbest game any child could play there. I'm done. That's it. Especially if you're slow. If you're slow, it really sucks. And it's just embarrassing for no reason. Again, may, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's me. I, I referenced last time, husky kid, not slow or not fast. And so, and, and I, I have a lot of different arguments for this. One being like lice in elementary school. That's the last thing we want kids doing now is touching each other's uh, the heads when lice is um, pretty prevalent. Right. This, this... <laughs> This GoPro is going wild. If you guys could, if this was a video podcast, you would see the the frustration in Jordan's face. If you haven't, if you didn't start following him from our last podcast, definitely go follow him because he posts a lot of cool GoPro uh, photos, and he's very good at it. And uh, this, no doubt, is frustrating him because this GoPro is fighting back and has no uh, concern or care about his desire to get a cool shot. No, or just say something cool. I mean, that was kind of at the end of my PSA, probably the most important thing, and they kind of they kind of just ruined it. And so, well, it's got a mind of its own sometimes. But yeah, no, I'm with you, and I'm sure there's other games that I can think. Of. I would love to know what everybody else thinks. So if you if you reach out to us on social media, let us know what your favorites and least favorite games are. My wife was telling me that she played a game where they would just kick their shoe off as far as they could. Uh, not much else needs to be said about that. I think it's a, it's a different kind of game. You know, I don't know if you're going to have her on, but um, there there are rumors that when she was in elementary school, she was a little bit of the, the playground bully, and she would definitely, um, I don't want to use the words hitman for hire, um, but those those rumors have gone around the, the house. So um, I know maybe that's not the best thing for the Character Combine podcast, but I do want to just let everyone know she's grown out of it, but there she was a time where, you know, there was a, I don't want to say bounty gate, but I mean, kids would pay her to hit kids Pretty like much. with balls. So, well, it was kind of like the, you know, yeah, you're probably right. I guess she was kind of like the the play, playground bully. The funny thing is, if you know her um, now, this is not anything that she would do like, ever do now, which, very, which very, makes it very funny, very conflict averse. I think, and it's just not not and, something in their DNA. By, by the rules, it's not gonna you know not gonna break the rules like that. That being that being said, as I was telling her what we were doing for this podcast. Um, she reminded me that she in elementary school she actually got detention for playing that game ball wall with um, with a ball they had like a rubber ball it wasn't a tennis ball it was like a rubber ball and uh, I said oh did you you got detention because you guys were hitting throwing the ball at people and she's like no it's because we were uh, betting um, class classroom money on it like oh okay cool Pete Rose yeah exactly I'm glad I'm glad to know that (laughs) like worst case scenario she gets detention best case scenario she gets five other pops yeah exactly <laughs> yeah exactly well on that note that will uh conclude another edition of bench chatter uh well done man you got uh you're probably the only guest that we've had back that quickly okay I, that, that's a that's a big honor yeah you yeah. haven't reached the most appearances yet you have a dwight taylor senior's got that and he's uh, two ahead of you, so you're probably not going to beat him. But as far as the length between episodes, you're clearly the clearly the winner there. Okay, that seems kind of made up, like a Dundee. Um, That's but exactly. You, what you it know is. what? I'll, I'll take it because I don't win that many awards these days. It's the character. I don't know. I can't even think of combining. As long as it's not the.
I'm good. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> uh, man, where can they follow you on social media? All of those things. Um, at Jordan Takamo, J O R D A N T A K I M O T O. And I feel like a couple more appearances. I'm going to be famous enough to be on Cameo or OnlyFans. Maybe you can talk to your classmate, uh, Ali Aguilar, about that. She has a she has a cameo thing, <laughs> so maybe she can help you out. Yeah, she might be a little more popular than me, but and definitely a better person. <laughs> so exactly, <laughs> you could follow us on Twitter at Sports Character, uh, Facebook Character Combine, Instagram at Character Combine, YouTube. You can check out um, clips from past events that we've done with some awesome speakers, and uh, that's pretty much it. I'm not going to do TikTok because I think it's stupid. And on that note. We will see you guys later. See ya.